Hi, everybody. Today on the Latch Mama podcast, we have one of my favorite people in the world, my partner in life and partner in business, Eric. Uh, He's here to talk about kind of how we've gotten here and the history of Latch Mama and uh, kind of our journey to this point. So enjoy it. You're listening to the Latch Mama podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, business owner and tired mom of five. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, nursing, parenting, and all things motherhood. I'm really excited about today. Um, It kind of feels like a date, um, which is really exciting for me. I am sitting here with my buddy, my partner in crime, my partner in life, my partner in business, my partner in vomiting kids in the middle of the night, Eric Wirt. Hi. Hi. We are going to talk about kind of the history of Latch Mama, maybe the history of us a little bit. I don't know. That could be cool. Could kind of feel like a date then. I don't know. We're going to talk about how we kind of gotten here, um, who we are, um, and all that jazz and what we brought to the table. Um, And honestly, I keep joking that this feels like a date, but it's actually really nice. Other than the fact that Kennedy, our videographer slash podcast producer is sitting with us but this is nice hi honey hi how are you good um thank you for being here you're welcome um we like to say that we're both very introverted but um eric's probably a little bit more introverted than me so this is a little bit out of his comfort zone but we are here to talk so where should we start i don't know where do you want to start um do you remember how we started the company like what happened like the first conversation we ever talked about nursing class maybe i don't know i I remember lots of ideas flying around even prior to landing on nursing clothes yeah i think um i had i had worked in real estate for i don't know 10 years and then um i knew i wanted to stay at home after i had our first child nathan who will be eight in april And um, I had set a little bit of money aside. I think it was like my last commission check or something. It was sitting in the bank account. And I remember thinking like that was our money to kind of go for it and try something. And in my mind, trying something was starting something that was going to be like a hobby that was going to give me something outside of motherhood to focus on and to feel like I wasn't completely losing a career that had been really important and really special to me. Eric's idea, though, I think was completely different. Um, And we joke about it today is like I sometimes say, oh, my little Etsy store. And Eric just kind of laughs because I don't think in your mind it was ever going to be that. Mm, No. (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, I mean, we talked about some things like that, but you had spent some time not working after the birth of Nathan and we're going a little bit stir crazy. So we, we talked about a lot of different things you could do. And, um, I, I remember you talking about even wanting to go get a part-time job at some point, or you just needed some more <laughs> interaction with, with adults. And, um, we, but you know, just childcare and all of a sudden back at work and lack of flexibility, all that was, was sort of a sticking point trying to figure out, you know, what, what would work. So we basically decided we're probably gonna have to start our own thing. So you could have some flexibility and, and be doing something you cared about. 
Did you always and, see it? Did you always see it though as big? Like, did you always see it as like something that was going to be like a lemonade stand or like an Amazon? Like, did you, you know, I mean, I, I mean, know, of course, it's going to land somewhere <laughs> in the middle at some point, but like. I always. I wanted to find something that had the potential to be big. Some of the, I, I mean, I remember some of the specific early ideas we batted around. Like one Talked was. cloth diapers a little bit. Yeah. You had, you had talked about a car seat cleaning service. Oh, gosh. And somebody needs to jump on that, especially <laughs> now this season. Yeah. Yeah. There was but, somebody out like in California that goes in and cleans car seats and pack and plays and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, you know, the more we, down. <laughs> the more we explored it, it's, well, you got to buy a truck and you got to be running around all over time, town and you need. Yeah. All sorts of... It's a lot of vomit. We just have five <laughs> kids and we probably have the same amount of vomit that we would have if we raised, we ran a company like that. Um, oh God, it was a long weekend, guys. <laughs> so it just... Yeah, I mean, it, it that seemed very capital intensive and very... You know, if you're driving a truck around <laughs> cleaning people's car seats, it, uh, we still had the same issue. What do we What do we do with with Nathan during that time? And Alex, I think, was probably cooking. Yeah. Um. So, and then you know, eventually, I think we we talked about well, is there a product we can make and sell? And um, Nathan uh, liked to eat from well, a boob. He liked to scream, oh, and gosh. so, so we had. Uh, uh, certainly on car rides, we the only way to keep him from screaming was white noise. So yeah, we, we started. Talk, yeah, you're right. We, we did. started. We talked about that. Uh, I think there's been some studies about that recently. Yep. Good thing uh, we didn't move in that yep, direction. Yeah, but we were toying with could we make something that was easy to clip onto the car seat and and sort of. I think that's probably where we first started exploring actually making and selling a product. Yeah. Um, not the product we landed on, but um. Did clothes ever scare you to the idea of? Mm, no. Um, I mean, I think I knew it would be challenging just because it wasn't uh, like a consumer product that y you can just make one of them and they're all the same. That, yeah. you know, it, even for one article of clothing, you're going to have different colors, you're going to have different sizes, and it was going to be much more intense. Inventory intensive, for sure. Yeah, but... Um, but clothes themselves weren't scary. Um, so I remember like, I mean, I have so many memories of the early days, um, especially, um, you know, especially just kind of designing the clothes and, you know, trying, trying to get them to the point where I knew what I was doing and <laughs> we moved quickly away from ordering some wholesale stuff from, Asian countries because in Asia it wasn't that we wanted to immediately manufacture overseas it was just in Asia they have nursing clothes um, which just was something that culturally they kind of accept it a little bit more that it's something that women deserve and need um, but I remember those first few samples that came in the mail and I remember myself looking at them and saying oh my gosh like how do I get from what this is to something that somebody in the United States would wear do you remember that like bright yellow it was like a big bird hoodie that like went down to my knees and had like pink oh, fur inside I, of it I do remember that yep it was, it was insane it was crazy <laughs> yeah I mean I, I think all those were interesting I, I mean and I always viewed that as experimenting just to see what was out there how it worked how what people liked what people didn't like but you 
did order quite a few items from all over the world and then uh, loaded them up in the back of the minivan and we're (laughs) running around to people's houses uh, letting them try things on and and (laughs) giving you feedback and it was really funny for those of you who don't know and most of you probably don't because we don't really do this very often this is kind of a big deal in terms of talking about us and who we are but Eric has a pretty strong technical background Um, and I thought that this was going to be an e-commerce store. I always kind of thought that that was something that we would do and that was the original plan. But then I created this website and nobody was buying anything, but people would buy things out of the back of my minivan and people would buy things at mommy con or wherever we went. So that was going to be my new business plan is that I was going to drive a minivan around and go to people's houses and hold their babies while they tried on clothes. And I was going to load up the minivan and a bunch of clothes and drive all around the country selling them to people and Eric finally looked at me one day and he was like Melissa he was like can you please just sit down and figure out how many transactions you can possibly have in this certain amount of hours I think I was driving to Philly he's like it was like 5,000 if I checked somebody it was like $5,000 if I had checked somebody out every 10 minutes or something like that and I was like oh Okay, because that was my goal for the day. And I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to interact with customers every 10 minutes and do this and we don't have enough staff. So I remember driving up there and thinking, you know, Eric might be right, but how do I get this website to work? And, you know, I think we learn a lot of things in motherhood and growing up and life in general. And one of the biggest things that this company has taught me is that you have to ask for help. And I had somebody who was so knowledgeable and so great who I was, you know, building this life with. And I finally looked at him one night and I had this, what I thought was this gorgeous website and had these beautiful pictures and these soft colors. And I said, but honey, you know, we're not selling anything. Like I have to go away every weekend and sell these clothes. And he looked at me and he's like, it's cause your website sucks, honey. <laughs> I remember just kind of looking at him and going, I, I was, I was crushed of course um, immediately. Cause I was like, no, but it's pretty. And you know, and it, and it speaks to me and it's, it's what I want. And he's like, uh, have you looked at eBay? Have you looked at Amazon? Like they're not pretty like Craigslist. Like none of them are pretty, but they get the job done. Your website doesn't get the job done, honey. And, uh, it was one of those first moments I think where I realized that if this was going to happen, that we were going to have to do it together and that he was going to have to play a pretty major role in it. And that somehow we were going to have to learn how to have these conversations while we still were married and parenting and, you know, raising a family together. Um, And it was hard. I learned that I needed probably a little bit tougher skin. He needed to probably soften things a little bit sometimes. Um, And we needed to figure out how we were going to work together, which was, which is still, I mean, a work in progress, but I feel like five years later, we're handling it. Probably a little bit better. I I think we had that conversation actually while we were in the car driving to see my dad, which was a good hour and a half away. Yeah. So you were kind of stuck there. (laughs) (laughs) My, my, my website intervention, my, (laughs) Hey, you know what? We've invested some money and some clothes at this point and you've spent a lot of time away from your family trying to sell said clothes and we're going to, we're going to fix this and we're going to figure it out. So that was probably the fall prior to that first shipment of hoodies coming for the holidays, right? I uh, some yeah, late summer, fall, something like that. We um I think your Philly trip was like in October yeah. or November uh, or something, yeah, maybe. It might have been the summer. I don't know. We could go back it and all, look. But I kind of I, runs I, I think you've 
somewhere in there you would sort of you were talking about you wanted to upgrade from the minivan. It was time to get a, a, a bigger, bus. like a bus Which we or do an have RV. Now. Or... Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> so we finally got a bus, and I'm really excited. But um, yeah, that just seemed like a, more of the same, but but even more expensive. <laughs> yeah. So then, like our first set of like designed by me clothes came, and uh, we had kind of set up the dining room. And I had was putting it all away and I, I opened one up and I was super excited. It was our first tagged clothing. And it's kind of one of these memories where I, I put the hoodie on and the hoodie was like where I wanted to be. But the issue was, is that we kind of started, we started kind of over the summer and over the fall. So it wasn't really hoodie season. So I had dabbled in like a tank top and a dress, but these hoodies I knew were going to be like, life-changing it was going to be the first time like in the united states that a mom had seen something that she could breastfeed in that she didn't have to get cold and she didn't have to you know remove layers and stuff and i knew that if we did it right it was going to be hopefully a game changer and i pulled it on and i walked into the kitchen and i raised my hands up kind of like a robot and i just remember these tears coming down my my face because I had no idea that I had to give our manufacturer sleeve measurements. No idea. I, I didn't know how to design clothes. I had drawn on a piece of paper. We had sent like a picture. But these sleeves, guys, they weren't three-quarter length sleeves. They weren't they weren't short sleeves. They definitely were not long sleeves. They were like this terrible in-between length. And I was out of money. Like I had spent my little chunk that I had put aside. I hadn't asked Eric for any, you know, and I looked at him and I said, we can't sell these. Do you remember what you said to me? You hugged me. You hugged me while you said it, which was nice. So we had gotten somewhere. He looked at me and he's like, uh, you've got to sell these. You don't have any money left. And I remember looking at him and being like, well, well, well our brand's going to tank. And you know, looking back on it, we didn't have a brand yet. So there was really nothing to tank. And um, it taught me a really important lesson. It, I had zero idea what to do other than to be 100% truthful. So I turned to our Facebook page at that point that we had been kind of building and building the community kind of like as we were waiting for our clothes to come. And I was like, hey guys, if you guys didn't know, I'm just a mom. I don't design clothes. I have no idea what I'm doing. And uh, I made this really cool thing and I hope you all like it. But keep in mind, the sleeves are a little short. And from that point on, I was learned that the more honest you are, in business and building a brand. And the more I talked to the moms as a mom myself, the better we were going to do. And I think every single one of those hoodies sold. I think we maybe got two back. Um, but I got so many emails from people who basically said, Hey, you know what? I got my hoodie. You're right. The sleeves are short, but I believe in you and I believe in what you're doing. And it filled my cup unlike anything, you know, probably has I still save those emails and look back at them because it was so cool um, but I do remember that hug you gave me in the kitchen and it was a little bit of tough love and you know <laughs> it was a don't give up things don't have to be perfect but honesty yeah. is definitely the best policy yeah um, do you remember when you introduced me to, to ship station when I was going to the was going to the post office I I do vaguely <laughs> I rem you were yeah take <laughs> packaging things up and going to the post office every day and standing in line and basically paying retail shipping prices. And, um, it was getting a little bit 
time consuming and expensive and stuff. So we yeah. figured out a way to improve that process. Eric's the one who like <laughs> comes from nowhere. Like he'll be watching and he'll be like kind of talking to me about my day and he'll be like, so, so there's this thing, like there's this piece of software. I'm like, Oh God, here he goes again. <laughs> Cause like my entire life with Eric has been, Oh, there's this soft piece of software. Or I'm going to write this or I'm going to do that. And, uh, He's like, so there's this piece of software where like all of your orders can like go from the storefront to it and then it's going to print you labels, but we have to buy some stuff. And every time he'd say that, I would like cringe or he'd be like, I think it's really time. I mean, he's always been the one that's intervened, like it's time for an employee or it's, it's time for us to go look at a warehouse space or it's, and these are such terrifying things for me because I'm kind of in the day to day of it. But um, yeah, his day when he told me that there was a piece of software and I could print my labels from home and I could put them in the mailbox, it was, it was for sure life changing. Um, you want to talk about product shots? <laughs> we can. Um, I mean, I think all those things, like backing up, you mentioned setting up the dining room. I mean, yeah. I, I think uh, all of many of the things you just mentioned are some of the fun memories of even you mentioned oh we set up the dining room but really we got in the car and we drove to every home goods store in there i mean every lowe's every home depot every garden ridge every we were all over the place trying to find something inexpensive that we could get a hundred of them that would fit in the dining room that we could put your your clothes or necklaces or whatever it was at the time on and same thing when, when it was time to get some, get a, get an office and move out of the dining room. I don't know how many weekends we spent driving around to every oh. piece of real estate that was available for rent, for rent or lease yeah. with, within a, you know, three to five mile radius from our house. And yeah, I guess we only had two kids at that point. <laughs> so it was a little bit easier to throw them in the car and, and go explore and do things. But yeah, I mean, I feel like every single decision at that point, I mean, they still are, but it was so thought through in terms of value and how to make sure that we were spending enough to grow, but not spending too much that it was going to tank us because we knew we wanted to self-fund it. So we knew everything was kind of going back into the business. Um, you know, I was thinking the other night, knowing that we were going to get together to do this. And I was thinking about like how everything in life kind of leads you of course to where you are and you know there's all sorts of quotes about you know how every little step is a building block and you know entrepreneurship is such a scary thing um but for me it was a little bit easier because I had come right out of college and I had landed my my first job I interviewed for I still don't know how I got the job it was I think I went the night before and got a suit from Potomac Mills and didn't wear heels and sat on this panel with all of these fancy people. Um, but I sold real estate and I didn't know what I was doing. And it was this 10 year thing, but my first three months out of college, I was on salary. And then at that point they kind of pull the rug out from underneath you and you're on hundred percent commission. So I was on hundred percent commission from the time I graduated college basically until I left to have Nathan. So I never had a paid vacation day. I never had a guaranteed paycheck but I also learned to like look at each month as each month. So like if I had a good month 
it was great and fantastic. But the first day of the next month started my entire life and my entire like income over again, um, which was a really kind of a unique thing. So rolling into this, it felt super similar in the sense that, you know, hey, if we didn't have a good month, I didn't get paid. I mean, I don't think I got paid for the first four years, four years, three, four years. Yeah. Everything just stayed in the business, which was really cool. But at the beginning, like if we hadn't started that process long before we had Nathan in the sense that my income kind of didn't matter and we just lived on yours because Eric still has a full-time job through all of this because he's a rock star and a hero and can support our family. But, um, you know, I don't think we would be here. You know, if we hadn't been so disciplined leading up to it and not really needing to pull anything out, we wouldn't have been probably able to make that first jump into the the small warehouse or, you know, from there. So it's just interesting how you look back on your life and actually get thankful for the things that you learned that you didn't even realize you were learning. That and the customer service skills, you know, I mean, of course, I learned how to sell things when I was selling real estate, but just managing the sales from it was new construction. So managing the sales from the sale through the through the closing taught me so much about the fact that it matters. People's life circumstances matter, whether you're selling them a house or whether you're selling them nursing wear. And I think that building a trusting customer base and a brand is so important in the sense that you know, you're going to mess up. Your sleeves are going to be too short on your hoodie sometimes, or you're going to oversell an item. But if you really connect with your customers and tell them the truth and, you know, make it right, it, it all works out in the end. Um, which I think was such a backbone in the early days when things maybe weren't perfect. Can you think of any like other mistakes? <laughs> I, I mean, we make mistakes every day, but like any major ones that you were like, holy cow, <laughs> Melissa, like, what are we going to do? I don't think there's, were there? I'm sure there were, but um, <laughs> not off the top of my head, um, but I, I think it was all, um, I mean, it still is, but especially in the early days of exercise and frugal, creative problem solving. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so our original product shot setup um, was in our family room and we hung poster board on the wall, I think. And then we had fish tank lights hanging vertically from like a, was it a tripod or was it? Mm-hmm. But just on like little pieces of chain. Yeah. So, I... so we hung them on chain, completely unprotected, like fluorescent, huge, how like they're four feet long or something. Mm-hmm. Um, fish tank lights. Well, I mean, they were like these. They were fluorescent ceiling lights. So they would live in the garage when they weren't inside the family room. But if you think about this, for some reason we never got... Okay, because Eric worked all day. So by the time we got around to doing product shots, it was like after dinner. So we had a two-year-old and a... I mean, Alex was probably mobile at that point all the way through after Caroline was born. Because we were doing product shots ourselves up until, what, a year ago, a year and a half ago? So we would do them in the evenings and we would do them in the family room. And it was literally, to this day, it it was, I look back on it and I don't know how we survived it. I don't know how I survived it. (laughs) Like I would somehow have to look camera enough ready to try and sell something while managing two kids, try and steam the clothes. And then Eric 
had to somehow take the pictures without the kids in them. And then he would sit up all night and hand trace them, hand cut them out, which is why my hair was back in the majority of them in the beginning, which is why people on the internet called me a boy, which is why I left the internet for a little while, which is why we're back now. Look at this. We all heal. We all move forward. Um, but uh, um, those nights were literally some of the best memories I have because I look at you now and I smile and I it, they were great. But I remember, I mean, there were times where I had a couple early losses between kids. So I was like miscarrying in some of them. Some of them, the kids were sick. Some of them, Caroline was just, Caroline was so hungry on some of them. That's one of my favorite pictures. I was like feeding her. I, I, there are a lot of outtake shots of the kids' heads in them and, oh, and I, stuff like that. But it, it, was, it was a process every time because we had to move all the furniture out of the corner. We had to put all the stuff on the walls. We had to clean out underneath the furniture because we had kids. So we had to sweep that and yeah. find the half-eaten peanut butter and, then, and jelly sandwiches and sippy cups. Even and, just since we were doing it on a shoestring budget and trying to figure, figure it out along the way, you know, we started out, we'll put the camera on a tripod. Well, then every time I touch the camera, of course, everything. Everything shakes and it's all wiggly. So figured out how to do remote so that, you know, I didn't have to touch the camera so it wouldn't shake. But even that was problematic because we were trying to keep the kids out of the way and they're running around in the other room and it's still enough to shake the whole house. So you don't have a big house. <laughs> so, so, you know, it was very hard to get like clear shots when the house is shaking because the boys are running in circles. And Eric's a little <laughs> bit of a perfectionist. He has this don't do it if you're not going to do it perfectly right um, philosophy in life, which counteracts mine, which is let's just get this shit done, especially at nine o'clock at night when the kids need to go to bed. So it's it, it actually has worked extremely well in terms of building a brand because I think I push him sometimes and he slows me down sometimes, which is super important. But holy moly, those nights. And then your mother, then Eric's mom started getting involved in those nights, which bless her heart. Thank you. I'm sure she's going to listen to this. I adore her, but it was almost like there was just this other person and then she's trying to keep the kids quiet. And then the oh, guys, it was, it, it was, it was quite the, quite the adventure. You, um, you'll have to look through some of the outtakes at some point. Yeah. I'm sure. Every shot we took, we still have somewhere and yeah, good. I'm sure we do. <laughs> Eric saves everything. Um, so, any other memories? So we went from the dining room to a small little... Well, like, we went from the dining room to the living, to the living room, room next to it, into the family room, into the hallway, blocking the stairs, yeah. to pretty much our whole downstairs. We got, we got like this first <laughs> shipment. The UPS man came with our heavy hoodie, like our latched mama heavy hoodie. And I mean, I didn't know how many boxes it was going to be. And he left them in the hallway and there was no way to get to the kitchen. Like there was zero way to get from the front door of the house to the kitchen because the living room was blocked with inventory and then the hallway was blocked with inventory. So everybody was climbing over it, including like the kids and the dog and the dog would get trapped and bark at the boxes. It was, uh, it was, it was quite the, it was it was quite the adventure, but it was awesome fort building for the kids. They loved it. <laughs> we do have some good pictures of that too. Um, so Eric decided that it was time to encourage me to find a spot. Um, we found like 600 square feet for like $650 a month, which I mean, that's sounds glorious right now. Gen generous because that was like a 
that included a, a closet in the yeah. back and this little kitchenette we didn't need and the bathroom. I mean, there was probably 400 square feet of usable ki- space. Was there a kitchenette in that one? It had a sink and okay. stuff in the back. Yeah. So we shared it with this guy, and I don't know if he's still alive. He was pretty old at the time, but he was, I don't even know, what did he make? It was like terrifying to go back there. It was like drum, drug, like not drugs, drums of like chemicals. He made some sort of, yeah, industrial. He he did something. So he had the other, he had the back half of the unit. So he had like the access to the delivery door and stuff like that. So all of our deliveries had to come through the front door and they couldn't always fit. And sometimes we were unpacking boxes outside in the front. It was a little bit of a nightmare but i mean it was probably good practice because we continued that for quite <laughs> some did. time and in, in other warehouses too just as we outgrew Absolutely. them <laughs> yeah i remember one of our our friends at the time owned um a big fabric company in town and she asked me what i was doing one night and i was like oh i said we've got to unpack boxes before you know we lose the daylight i was like it's not going to happen though we're gonna have to come park some cars and you know get some headlamps out and she looked at me as if I was kidding. She's like, don't you guys have people for that? And I was like, uh, yeah. I was like, us. And like the idea that we would ever have like a warehouse team was so far from like my brain at that point. Cause like, I just, I didn't, I didn't see, I never really see the growth. I'm so into the day to day that I don't see us getting bigger until we actually have taken that step. Um, which I think is, is important and good. Um, but yeah, I thought, that time um one of my greatest memories in terms of like balancing business and relationship because eric and i have continued to have kids throughout this so our family has grown as the business has grown and so there was a friend of mine who had cancer and we had kind of gone through two gofundmes at that point and the and the community was tired and we would we were kind of done raising money And I looked at Eric one day and I was like, hey, I really want to do something. And he was like, okay, well, talk to me. And I said, well, I really want to do like a consignment sale and then like open the warehouse. And he looked at me and he said, hold on. Come here, sweet girl. Oh, baby girl. Are you tired? Um, He said, he said, well, talk to me about what you want to do. And I said, well, the community is pretty tapped out right now, but... I do know that here, but I do know that um, people, moms have stuff, you know, I said, so let's have this consignment sale. And he looked at me and he said, how much do you want to raise? And I threw like a number out there and he said, can you please just write a check? And I said to him, I was like, no, I said, cause half of this is to get the community involved and da da da. And he's like, Melissa, just write a check. And at the time, how much I wanted to donate versus how much we were going to raise, it just, it seemed like a lot of money. And I said, no, I said, I'm going to do this. And he said, okay. So I didn't think through it all the way. The people who were supposed to support me and help me kind of didn't come through. And all of a sudden, I just had all of these people dropping off stuff, junk, old clothes, baby gear, to the warehouse and it was taking up every, like you couldn't, you couldn't walk in the warehouse door. And, uh, he said, uh, you know, and he would check in with me, I'd come home and he's like, how's that consignment stuff going? And he hadn't been to the warehouse. So he hadn't seen that I was completely underwater, 
My mom came into town, thankfully, helped me go through it. I realized I was going to need a tent and I was going to need tables. And like, I realized that I was going to basically be spending as much as I wanted to donate. And so I realized he was right. But I was too far into it at that point. And so we had just hired new employees at Latch Mama. So we ended up pulling off the sale. And for a lot of reasons that we can talk about later, it was literally one of the best weekends in Latch Mama history for a couple of reasons. But by the end of the weekend, I had had zero, I had put zero thought into who was going to help me clean up. And my employees had all worked overtime that weekend. Nobody from the community showed up. I was beat down. I was tired. I was a little pissed at myself for not just writing the check. And so it was four o'clock in the afternoon. The tent guys were coming in the morning and I had tables and tables and tables of stuff that needed to be packed up and donated. And I called Eric and I said, Hey, uh, I need you. And there was this long pause and you could hear just the kids in the background. We had a six month old, a four year old and a two year old at the time. And he's like, Melissa, it's like four o'clock on a Sunday. Like, what do you, what do you need? And I was like, I need you to come up here and help me. And he pulled around to the back of the warehouse. And guys, I mean, I'm saying that there were, I mean, there was probably an entire box truck load of stuff that had to be packed up and, and taken away. And I was just, I was waiting for him to do kind of the same website comment that he had made with your website sucks or this was a stupid idea or whatever. And he looked at me and the kids come running out of the car and to the kids it looked like Disneyland because there was toys everywhere. And he looked at me and he's like, what do you need? You gave me a hug. And there was never a moment where you said, I told you so. You gave me a hug. And together as a family, we packed up everything. I think we were out there until like 930. We had Panera for dinner. Um, what made it amazing was the fact that Lindy came and shopped that weekend. So I got the what I believe is the one of the best gifts Latch Mom has ever gotten um, in the sense that she's the perfect designer for us and she's a great friend and a great mom. Um, and then Nathan got crocky. So my... Alex got Gerald. <laughs> Alex got <laughs> Gerald, this ginormous orangutan that they torment their baby brother Benjamin with. But Nathan got this five-foot-long stuffed alligator that goes everywhere with him. Um, but it, he does say it's his best friend. So Lindy, Gerald, and Crocky were the survivors. But anyways, it was one of those moments that I will honestly never forget. Like I, I get all teary thinking about it because it was this moment where I had tried to do something so good. It had completely backfired. It ended up, I think we donated $2,500. I think it probably ended up costing us 5000 it was it was a night it was it was a nightmare, but he supported me through it and it was it was cool it was uh it was a good moment where you know we're slowly learning like when he needs to be my partner and when he needs to be more business oriented yeah because I have some weaknesses <laughs> I think we all do what do you uh what do you think you bring to the table business wise mm. i I think I was have been fortunate to have a fair amount of exposure and experience experience all the way since I first started starting my own businesses basically as a teenager. And, um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think probably, um, you know, basically another life (laughs) at this point, 20, over 20 years ago. But, um, 
I had the opportunity to see the insides of thousands of, of businesses uh, in, in various capacities. And, and I think like you said, you don't always realize what you're learning until later when you call upon it, but that probably just uh, has helped, you know, I don't, I don't know, come up with uh, <laughs> ideas um, from being able to uh, draw on the experience of seeing how so many other businesses operate, or at least aspects of that. Yeah. Um, do you, are you proud of what we've created so far? Sure. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I think you get on me sometimes cause I, I do have a tendency to look forward and, and not necessarily dwell on the successes right now. So I, I, I think that's probably another thing <laughs> we balance each other out on. So yes, I'm proud, but always looking forward to continuing to push into new and more things. I remember like we were, I don't know, 16 months in and we had reached our first million in sales. And uh, I went and I got a tattoo of the Latch Mama heart on my ankle, it's small, it's cute. And I remember coming home and being like, hey look. And he was like, well why'd you get that? And I was like, because we've reached this huge milestone. I said only 1% of women owned companies do it. And he's like, well, what are, what are you going to do at like other bigger numbers like as we grow? And I was like, oh, I, I, I don't know. I said, I'm, I'm good here. And he was like, yeah, no, uh-uh. And it was like this, this, are you an idiot? Like, wh why, like, why are we celebrating this milestone? Like, this doesn't mean anything. Like, we're still, you know, pinching pennies everywhere we can. And I was like, because I'm proud of it. And this is cool. And it's a big number. And it was, uh, it was just Eric in a nutshell. Like, it's, we don't. We don't lift our heads up. We don't, you know, they're, they're constantly down. Um, I was thinking the other day about like our biggest latch mama fights, like when, when I've cried and, uh, I was thinking about the shark tank drama, which was, I think our, one of our biggest disagreements. Um, we had received an email about, you know, very, very early on. And, um, I was all about pursuing it. And I was like, we're going to, we're going to go in Shark Tank. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to get on there and it's going to be amazing and it's going to be great. And it's going to be brand awareness. And Eric was like, no. And I was like, what do you mean? No. He's like, this is one of those non-negotiables in our marriage is like reality TV is a non-negotiable. Like you're not going on Shark Tank. And, um, I don't like to say he's right very often, but he's been right a few times and it was interesting and like, it made me very, very angry. And I didn't know how to quite communicate to him that it was something that I wanted. So we sat down and we talked about, you know, why I wanted it and did we really want an investor and like, let's actually boil it down and take it away from TV. Like, did we, could we even have a boss right now? And the answer was no, because we were, we were building our family and we had zero idea what we wanted from the brand and the company. And, um, and then we slowly watched other people from the space like the mom space go on and um, the creator of easy peasy went on. And from what I've learned in the interaction that I've had kind of outside of latch mama, she's, she's a badass. She's did a very similar thing to what we did in terms of creating something and growing a brand. And she got on there and her edit was terrible. She looked like she was this pantsless wearing idiot where I knew she wasn't. So he had such a good, it was one of those things where I definitely can look at him right now and say you were 
absolutely right. Um, I think there were some other folks in the space who, I don't remember if they got investments or not, honestly, but several of them aren't around anymore. I mean, even just the exposure was too much for them at that time. Yeah. And, and it's I like think the same effect. with us. You've got to, yeah. you've got to manage your growth carefully because too much too fast uh, can cause everything to break and fall apart. Yeah. I feel like for the longest time we were, you know, we were growing so rapidly that it was like riding this runaway horse that we were trying to pull the reins back on and we were trying to make sure that, you know, I wasn't losing my mind as I was also raising kids and, you know, we were able to, to keep our systems in check and, you know, really make sure that anything that we were creating system wise was lasting, which I feel like we're at a pretty good space right now, probably because we're just kind of treading water at the moment. But, um, you know, it's good. It's, uh, it's been a, it's been a good, it's been a good, I don't know, five years of craziness. Like it's interesting. It's somebody asked me the other day, like whether I would have started this company if I had known, like I'd be here, like here, meaning like at work every day, my kids, you know, with, other people, not me. Like I'm definitely not a stay at home mom anymore. Um, and I don't know, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting question. I don't think we would have five kids. Probably. Probably not. Yeah. You mean if we hadn't started, if we hadn't started this, we probably wouldn't have the means to have five kids, which what's wrong. So I don't know. Just got to go with the flow. Okay. You have anything else you want to add? <laughs> to what? To life. To Latch Mama. Anything you want to say about me? Say anything sweet, <laughs> kind. This is your chance. This is like a date night right now. We don't have I'll, anybody I'll save crying. those for off air. Oh. Okay. I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, it's Melissa and Eric signing off. Latch Mama headquarters. Thanks for listening.